You're listening to Clifford Kelly on Straight Truth Radio, the podcast. Grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Straight Truth Radio Podcast, the place where the lip of truth endures forever. And I am your host, Cliff Kelly. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Straight Truth uh, Radio Podcast. Here, where we're just trying to bring an understanding to end time events. We're going to go ahead and pop right into this episode. This is episode 91. 91. We are on our way to hit our mark of episode 100 here in just a little while. Uh, we probably, obviously, we would have been there a long time ago had it not been for the breaks that we periodically um, uh, put on. But it was necessary sometimes to s- step away and to take our time and uh, to do the, uh, do everything right. But again, this episode we're calling, again, we're calling this episode questions. We are just simply answering some of the questions that we get from, um, that we, questions and challenges, I should say. Questions and challenges that we have gotten from people over the course of time uh, while we have been podcasting. And, uh, And one or two questions that I kind of thought up thought about as I'm dealing with people. So just before we uh, dive into this, if you have a question that you want addressed on this podcast, you got something that you want to either challenge us with, or you just want an answer to a real serious question, something about uh, this life that we live or something about God, something about, you know, whatever. Um, Email us. You can email those questions to straighttruthradio at yahoo.com. That's straighttruthradio at yahoo.com. We encourage you to um, uh, uh, check out our um, website, straighttruthradio.com, straighttruthradio.com, as some of you have. And then we want to say thank you and God bless you to um, our social media um, uh, audience, whether you are watching us on Facebook, that's Straight Truth Radio, whether you're watching us on X, formerly Twitter, uh, Straight Truth Radio, Straight Truth, and that's STR and the number eight, Straight Truth Radio, or um, CK Holy Man, but uh, and on our YouTube page, Straight Truth Radio. And we need to check and make sure if you are there on Instagram, uh, give us a shout out. We want to make sure that, you know, we've been working on trying to make sure that this Instagram connection was working for us and that we can actually um, podcast and do some things there on Instagram, um, on IG. Uh, And the podcast is actually uh, on Twitch as well, Straight Youth Radio. And for those of you who like to listen to the, just listen to the podcast instead of uh, viewing it, you don't have that kind of time. There's some uh, platforms you can look. I, you know, I have to go back and check, 
check and make sure that all these platforms are still up and running. But uh, Anchor, Apple, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Podbean, I got to check and make sure that all that is up and accurate, Radio Public, Spotify, iHeart. I don't believe we're on iHeart anymore, but we have to, we're going to try and, and take care of that and get back on that platform. Well, listen, without further ado, let's get into some of these questions. So one of the questions here, and as I was talking to um, someone here about, you know, our salvation, this life and our salvation, you know, one of the questions that came up is um, why is it wrong to look at or think about a more modern Jesus, you know, versus the more the 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 the, the biblical Jesus, a um, modern Jesus versus the biblical Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible. You see, the modern Jesus, you know, preaches love. You know, it's all about love. You know, he that's the modern Jesus, modern Jesus, the modern Jesus you know, gives you wealth and health, you know, the modern Jesus, the, the Jesus of today, the Jesus that we're trying, that the world is trying to promote, the modern Jesus never says anything negative, you know, that, 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 that more, <laughs> the modern Jesus, um, loved and accepted by the world, that modern Jesus. You know, there's a commercial out there, and um, they talk about, he says, uh, Jesus, he gets us. He gets us. And what does that mean? He actually gets us. I was on a um, uh, 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 another um, uh, platform on uh, some Friday evenings. I had the opportunity to um, to go out to the um, Daily Dish talk show. And they deal with a lot of, uh, you know, controversial issues and, and, and they'll talk about anything. And that was a couple of weeks ago. That was one of the things that they talked about. You know, Jesus gets us. What, what, what does that actually mean? You know, this modern Jesus, you know, he serves, he serves your will. And, you know, we don't have to serve God's will necessarily. He, we serve, he serves our will. He hates to offend you or others. That is this modern Jesus. But that is not the Jesus of the Bible. That is, that is, that is not the Jesus of the Bible. So when we look at, let me look at some scripture here. We're going to talk about this. The Jesus of the Bible. Now, in Isaiah, let me go over here to Isaiah. Um, we wrote a couple of things down. Isaiah 40, I think, is where I want to look at. Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, verse... Yep, he says, um, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. So understand this modern Jesus, 
does not match up with the more biblical Jesus, the biblical Lord, our biblical Savior, the biblical Yahweh, Most High. It doesn't match up. And um, uh, uh, um, he says he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So the biblical Jesus, the biblical Savior. See, here's the problem and the issue. Here's the rub. We'll accept Jesus as a Savior. We're okay with him being a Savior. But we have a problem having to yield to the Lord. Because a Lord is a ruler. A Lord is a boss. And when we look at who the Lord is and what the Lord says, it is his way or no way. In fact, a former pastor of mine who he sleeps with the fathers now, uh, Bishop uh, Ellis used to always say, Jesus is either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. So guess what? He's Lord when you go to work. He's Lord when you go to the store. He's Lord in your politics. He's Lord. He's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. So the biblical Jesus preaches God's righteousness. The biblical Jesus gives salvation and hope and peace and joy. The biblical Jesus warns us of sin. He warns us of of judgment. And yes, he warns us of hell. The modern Jesus doesn't talk about hell. The modern Jesus doesn't even talk about sin because the modern Jesus doesn't want to offend. The biblical Jesus hates or rather is hated and despised by the world. Jesus said that if the world hates you, they hate you because they hated me first. So how is it that this modern Jesus that everyone is trying to make and accept, we say that, oh, he gets us. Yeah, he gets you. That's why he was a sacrificial lamb that died to take away the sins of the world. He was in the grave. We're, we're in that season now where we are where we are getting ready to celebrate the time when he went down to hell to preach the captives, those who died not receiving the promise. He preached those captives free. And while he was there, he was dead. He was on the cross and he was hanging there. I heard someone say this, that when Adam, that when I got to, oh, I'm spending too much time on one question. I'm preaching this and I really just need to just answer these questions. But listen, I, I, I got to say this and then I'm going to move on. But I heard someone, it sounded so beautiful, it sounded so pretty. I got I, I to give you this. I got to leave you with this before I move on. But remember in Genesis, when Adam and Eve, and I, I touched on it this morning when, in, in our message when we preached about, uh, um, uh, what was our message this morning? Oh, it, I'm so full with this. But anyway, we talked about Adam, oh, uh, uh, the foundations of the earth. The foundations of the earth is what we talked about, uh, uh, shared. 
But what happened was Adam, when 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 Adam and Eve took the fruit and she ate, and watch this, she gave. She wasn't running around looking for Adam. She gave to him and he did eat. So watch, the tree that was in the midst of the garden that she was deceived about. The, 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 uh, one preacher said that it was necessary for Christ to use the cross as a symbol of, uh, 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 of being sacrificed for sin because they took from a tree. So he died on a tree. Sin entered in because a tree was introduced in their failure. And so in man's failure, Christ got up on a tree. He, his hands were pierced because with their hands, they plucked fruit from a tree that they weren't supposed to touch. Their feet, his feet was pierced because they walked over to a tree in the midst of a garden they were not supposed to walk up to. And so this modern Jesus does not, you know, okay, yeah, we'll accept him as the Savior. But when Christ got on that cross, he not only became our Savior, but he also became our Lord. So the biblical Jesus exalts God's, exalts God the Father's will. Remember, Jesus said, if it be possible, let this bitter cup pass from me. And then he took a breath and he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. See, a modern Jesus doesn't focus on the will of the Father. We want this modern Jesus to just focus on us and not to offend us. But that's not the Jesus that we serve. And that is not going to be the Jesus that we're going to see in judgment. The, the, the biblical Jesus, he offends the world because he represents the truth. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. If any man come, he's a thief and a robber. There's no other way of getting to God the Father but by Jesus. And Jesus has standards. And so, I'm sorry. This modern Jesus, I know you got a commercial out there and there's a commercial out there where we're fooling people talking about you know, Jesus gets us and we want to accept a modern Jesus, but that's not the, that's not the true Jesus. That's not the true Jesus. Let's move on. So there's another question here. He says, uh, there's a question here. It says, if God is so powerful, then why does he allow the evil that's happening in the world? Why does he allow all these things to happen? We'll go over here to I want you to think about something. Now, keep in mind, when God created us, he created us and he gave us free will. He gave us free will. But 
even in that free will, he God had a standard. If I go over here to, um, well, let me let me go over to Psalms. I have this, I have something jotted down over here. Psalms one nineteen. Psalms one nineteen, and I believe that verse is. Uh, <laughs> um, verse okay, verse verse eighty nine, and we I think we said this already in the beginning. Ver, starting here, verse eighty nine. Forever, O Lord, Thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and and it and it abided. They continue this day according to thy ordinances, for all are thy servants. Until thy law um, had been my delights, I should then have perished in my uh, uh, affliction. I will not forget thy thy, thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to be uh, uh, to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimony. I have seen an end of all uh, of all perfection, but thy commandments is exceeding broad. So. When we see here, when we look here at God's word, again, it started out saying that God's word, his word is forever settled in heaven. Why does God allow, if God is so powerful, why does he allow these things to happen? Number one, his word has already been established. His word was already sent out. The word of the Lord tells us in Isaiah 55, verse 11, he says, my word will not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that which I sent it to do. So his word has already been established, but man violated God's word and his will. And so because we violated his word, because we transgressed, so when we look at someone asked a question uh, way back, he said, "Make a difference." And I was on when I, I spoke about that platform that we had an opportunity. The Lord blessed us and had an opportunity to share in the Daily Dish Talk Show on Friday nights. On Friday nights on Facebook, I'm gonna uh, give Cannon a plug here. On Friday nights, um, uh, the Daily Dish Talk Show on Facebook. Just uh, search uh, Cannon Wayne Fitzpatrick. And I believe that's at 7.30, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But now, one of the questions on that platform was, make a difference between sin, transgression, and iniquity. So watch this, sin. So sin just means that we, that we, we missed the mark, that we fell short, that we broke a law, that we, um, that we you know, God says, for instance, uh, we know that fornication is a sin, and yet, I before marriage, before marriage, 
before meeting my wife, I had a few girlfriends which I messed up with. Okay, I messed up. I transgressed. I broke. I broke God's. Here's the here's the word of God. Here's the word of the Lord. I broke God's law. I transgressed it. I sinned, and I transgressed. I broke His law. But now iniquity is when you continue to live that lifestyle of sin. And the Bible says something about iniquity and what will happen to us. Let's go over here to Ezekiel. Oh, I'm not going to get through all these questions, but I got to hurry up and hit this. Um, Let's go over here to Ezekiel 18. I think I have pulled out 10 and I may have to do a part two. <laughs> I'm only on a question two. Um, so over here in chapter 18, verse um, chapter 18, verse 20. Yep, here it is. Watch this. So it says here, Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 20. And it says here, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. So the son shall not have to answer for the lifestyle of the father, nor will the father have to answer for the lifestyle of the son. I'm just kind of paraphrasing this verse. You can read Ezekiel 18 verses 20 through 24. Now watch this. Um shall not bear the the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. So however you lived is what you're going to have to answer for. Verse 21. But if the wicked will turn away from all his sins that he have committed and keep all of my statutes and do that which um, which is lawful and right, He shall surely live. He shall not die. So if you come out of your sin, you stop sinning, you just do what God's told you to do, follow his stature, you won't won't, um, die. Is it verse 22? All of his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. And his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. Have I any pleasure in all that the wicked shall die? In all uh, that all uh, that the wicked shall die, saith the Lord God, and not that he should return from his ways and live. But if the righteous, now look at this: if the righteous, verse twenty-four, turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity. So you turn away from doing what's right. Now, you used to be a sinner. Now you save. You're doing right. And so now, all of a sudden, you know, you start doing wickedly again. And you committed iniquity, a lifestyle of sin. You committed iniquity. And you and doeth according to all the abominations that the wicked man doeth. Shall he live? All his righteousness that he hath done, 
shall not be mentioned in his trespass that he hath trespassed and in his sin that he hath sinned and them shall he die. So let me move on because I want to answer some more of these other questions, which butts into another question of kind of of the same ilk. Why do we flirt with our salvation? So watch this. Luke chapter 9 verse 62 tells us that uh, a man that uh, put his hand to the plow and looks back, you're not fit for the kingdom. You're not fit for the kingdom. And so, um, uh, uh, so we have to be careful that this, that this, that this uh, lifestyle of sin that we just come out of, that we should be careful. Praise the Lord to you as, as well. And to all of our listeners on all the platforms, Facebook, uh, X, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitch, um, uh, uh, YouTube. Praise the Lord to you as well. But listen, so we have to make sure that we are walking upright before the Lord because God is, God is watching. He's not playing with us. He's not going to change his standard. Um, uh, what is, let me, let me go over here to Matthew. Why are we flirting with our salvation? Let me go over here to Matthew. Matthew chapter. What did I have here? Oh, Matthew chapter 7, I think is what I had here. Let's see what that says. Matthew chapter 7, verse 23. See, I'm not like canning. The scrolls don't just be dropping for me. <laughs> Anyway, um, oh yeah, here it is. Here it is. Now watch this. Many. Let me start. Let me start back here. Um, I'm gonna start here, verse twenty-one. Not everyone that saith Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So not everyone that's crying Lord, Lord is gonna enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only them. Only them, only them that do the will of his father are going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. He says, many shall say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in that name, in thy name? And in thy name have we cast out devils and and in thy name done many wonderful works. Now watch this. I thought Jesus said, that Beelzebub could not cast out Beelzebub. That Satan couldn't cast out one of his own devils, his own demons. Thought he couldn't do that. So that means that this person that's being rejected had the power of the Holy Ghost. Did you catch that? That there's somebody who was righteous is 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 now being rejected. You got to have power to cast out a devil. Yet Jesus is rejecting them. Verse 23. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me. You work 
that uh, ye that work iniquity. Again, you lived a lifestyle flirting with sin and not walking consistently with the Lord. And so that I hope that answers that question. Okay. And I think that kind of butts up against another question here. It says, why do we why do we sit here and think that we are not on trial? My wife used to say that she used to say, she said, this is a dress rehearsal. I mean, I, I know that the Lord says, I know that the Lord says, uh, what did you say here? You said, um, God can use a crooked stick to draw a straight line. <laughs> you're right. You're right. God can use a crooked stick to draw a straight line. Remember, um, uh, uh, Saul, Saul, still you, God still used Saul to do his will, but he took that anointing from Saul. Do you remember that? And when Saul saw where the anointing went, he tried to kill David. Yet David would not touch him. David wouldn't touch him because he knew that that was God's man. He, he, he was still God's man. He was just rejected by God. God will let you work. He will fire you and still let you work. I heard that preached so many times by my former pastor. God will fire you and still let you work. Yes, babe. Stay loyal, stay loyal, stay true. And so let's move on to this next, next question. So watch this. He says, why do we not, why do we think that we're not on trial? And Matthew chapter five, verse uh, 48, Jesus tells us now for the person who sits up here and say, says, well, you know, I'm not perfect. You know, no one's perfect, you know. Um, you know, no one's perfect says who, because Jesus told us to be perfect. Matthew chapter five, verse 48. Um, we just read Matthew seven, uh, 23, that there are going to be folk who are going to be rejected. And he's going to tell you to depart from me because, because you didn't walk perfect. You were a worker of iniquity. So if Jesus tells us to be thou perfect he's not telling you something that you cannot achieve watch this remember he said i go away to create a mansion for you and when i go i'm coming back again he said if it were not so i would have told you so god's not gonna tell you something that you cannot achieve perfection is in god's Midst, is in the midst, is in the realm of what God has called us to walk up to and, and, and the standard that he's called us to walk in, to be perfect. Um, you see, in, in Revelations uh, 21, verse 7, we're told, to, we're told um, um, that, um, that he that overcometh, that he'll grant us to sit with him on his throne, the him that overcometh. He said, we're supposed to overcome the world even as he is overcome. Be why? Because of the power of the Holy Ghost that abideth on the inside. 
Now, we sit up, We always talk about in church, you know, God inhabits the praises of his people. We think that God, do you, do you really think that God is receiving all this shouting and dancing and everything, screaming and hollering and flipping and cartwheels and, 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 and break dancing and all the stuff that we're doing in church now? Do you really think God receives that? I think that he is more touched by your straight walk than by all our break dancing in church. I want you to think about that. I think he is more pleased with your straight walk than he is with all of your breakdancing in church. Find me a scripture where Jesus just, now I know David danced, danced out of his clothes on, but find me a scripture where Jesus did all that bucking, selling chicken wing dinners and just dancing. Sit, sit. Send me that scripture, and I just want to make sure you know where you're sending it to. Send it right here to this email address, straighttruthradio at yahoo.com. Give me scripture, chapter, verse, book, where Jesus did all that shouting and dancing. I want you to think about that. Straighttruthradioyahoo.com. Now watch this. God is ever present with us. I know we say that he inhabits the praises of his people. He lives in the midst of his praise and the praises of his people. But not only is he living in the standing there in the midst of the praises of his people, he's standing there watching us. I'm going to prove it. The Bible says that his eyes um, are in every place beholding the evil and the good. But let me go over here to one of my favorite scriptures. It's something that the Lord been hammering me and kept me in. For a whole year, I had to stay in this verse. I couldn't go nowhere else devotion-wise, and I had to sit and stay in this verse. Psalms 82. You just write, I hope you're writing this stuff down. Psalms 82, watch this. He inhabits the praises of his people, but that's not all he's doing. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. What is God doing while he's in why he's doing there? Watch this. He says, He judgeth among the gods. Hmm. Who are the gods? And he says here, How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Now, this is how you know he's not talking about angels when he's talking about gods. He just called. He said, how long will you accept the persons? He's talking about a person. How long will you accept the persons of the wicked? How long will you accept the persons of the wicked? Now, let me continue. He says, defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. That's not, he's not talking to an angel. Um, uh, deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of their hands. He's not talking to an angel. They know not, neither will they understand all of the found. Uh, 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 they walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. This is the verse that we, 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 we spoke on today in service today. Ye, I have said ye are gods. He also said this in John chapter 10, verse 34. He said, over there, he said, um, the Jews are getting ready to stone him. He said, why are you, you going to stone me? 
You said, you go, you, I mean, look at the work that I'm doing. Do you, are you stoning me for the work's sake? For the work that I'm doing? They said, no, we don't stone you for the work's sake, but we're stoning you for your blaspheme. because You're blaspheming because you're saying that you are God or you're like God. And then he flipped it on him. He said, it is written in your law. I have said ye are gods. And if it's in his word, it can't be broken. It can't be annulled. That word cannot be annulled. Remember, my word will not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I send it to do. It will accomplish and, and that which I please and, uh, and, 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 and prosper the thing whereinto I send it. So that word cannot be annulled. So watch this. Remember, Adam, Eve thought that eating the fruit was going to make her because Satan, the serpent, said, God, you're not going to surely die. He knows that you'll be like a God. You was already a God. All you had to do was listen. And so because of that, you gave your um, your holy stance, your standard, your your holy position, you gave it to a serpent. You gave it to Satan. Let me move on. I got to move on. So he says here, um, um, how do we know that we are in the end times? Well, very quickly, if we go over here to Matthew 24, Matthew 24, and I don't have time to read it all, but he says here, because everybody's been talking about, oh, well, we already know, you know, signs of the times and everything. We already know that. But when we look at all of these different signs that we're talking about, not nowhere at any time have all these things been happening back to back. I mean, all at the same time, back to back, all at the same time. Look at the fact that this peace deal is now coming together. So then that the Jews will now be will soon, 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 soon be able to build their third, their, 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 uh, construct their third uh, temple so then that they can go and sacrifice again. They already have the heifers over there, those red heifers. They've already sacrificed one of them so then that they can practice and get ready for um, what it is that they have to do, what, what it is that they have to do in order to establish their regular uh, priestly rituals of sac- uh, burnt sacrifices and uh, 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 um, altar sacrifices again, they're already doing that. We see um, uh, on this platform, we talk about the end time events and we talk about all the events that are happening. We talked about the Sixth Trumpet War, which is uh, uh, we have, have a, um, um, uh, liking that to be World War Three. Now watch, if the Sixth Trumpet War is now happening, then um, you're right. It says the Third Temple is ready to be built. It's ready to be built. All they need is to remove the uh, the abomination of the uh, of the uh, of the dome. Uh, you're talking about the rock, the, the 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 great stone. They may even have to. They may even make a concession. And build around that. This, this, I really don't have time to really break that down. Other than to say that you're right. They have everything they need in order to build the temple. 
They just have to have the freedom and be released to build a temple. And some of the reason why this war, remember the six trumpet in the six trumpet war, when you read um Revelations chapter, is that chapter, is that chapter eight or chapter nine? I believe it's chapter nine. Chapter nine, verse 13-ish, somewhere in there. It talks about that the that with this when the sixth trumpet, um when the sixth trumpet when the, when the angels blow the sixth trumpet, then uh, then what will happen? The angels along the Euphrates River, all the angels along the Euphrates River are then assigned to go out and to take one-third of mankind. Now, when you say take one-third of mankind, you're talking about the angels which were bound in the river Euphrates. What countries are along the re- river Euphrates? From top to bottom, from from the northernmost point to I think the the southernmost point. If I got, I think I have it in order: Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. Now, have you noticed that for uh, the past two years or so, or not two years? I'm sorry, that's a uh, 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 Russia and Ukraine. But for the past. Um, almost year or whatever that everything there's been a lot happening or when you look at what Israel has to deal with it all sources back to those countries along the Euphrates River i.e. most importantly Iran so we, we, we see these things happening you know when uh, Jesus says that nation shall rise, shall rise against nation, uh, kingdom against kingdom. Well, kingdom, king, kingdom against kingdom are these countries fighting one another. But nations that rise against nation, nations rising against nation. I believe nation that rise against nation rising against nations. I believe that that is the racism or the or the race war that is happening in the world today. I, the CRT, the DEI. All of that stuff that's happening in the world today. Think about it. When was it Rachel, when she was pregnant with the twins, and there was a war in her womb, and she said, "Lord, if why is this so? If I'm thus, and in, in, in other words." If I'm really in your will, and I know that, you know, um, you told Abraham he was going to be a father of many nations, and the seed that is, in, you know, it, it, I'm in that seed of Abraham, so then there's supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to have kids, and, you know, from generation to generation to generation, if Abraham is truly going to be a father of many nations, we have to have children. But if I'm in his will, in your will, why am I thus? Why am I suffering like this? Because those babies were warring in, in her womb. Watch this. The angel said, angel of the Lord said, you have not the babies, not the boys, not the twins or anything like that. He said, two nations were warring in her womb. And one child ended up being the father of one nation. The other child ended up being the father of another nation. And those nations hated each other. 
So I think you can make the correlation here when he says nation shall rise against nation. We're talking about um, uh, 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 this this demonic spirit of um, this spirit where um, we got this CRT going on, where we want to sit here and say that uh, black people are oppressed and white people are our oppressors. Well, the saints shouldn't be saying that. Not the saints. I have a problem with anybody that goes to church and repeats that rhetoric. Because apparently you don't believe the word of the Lord. Because the Bible tells us that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Not only that, we are more than overcomers. We are more than overcomers. So, uh... We need to go back and and we are supposed to lead the world, not be led by the world. Um, I got to go through here. Let me see. Um, um, why do we really think that we have all the time in the world? Okay. Remember, okay. Moses says, teach us how to number our days. We understand that tomorrow's not promised to no man. That life is a vapor. James, James, uh, verse 14 remember and Luke um, where is that Luke um, mm, Luke is that Luke 12 where the rich um, the, the, the rich man was going to tear down his barns and build bigger barns and uh, the Lord was giving this, par- this, this, this parable and he says fool your soul is going to be required of you this night Why do we think we have all the time in the world? Tomorrow is not promised to no man. I remember when my father, when my father is, um, uh, he, my father passed in the summer of, uh, in July, um, July, July, 1993. And I remember when he passed, one of the last things he said to me, he said was, if I knew that I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. Now I'm going, I'm not going to go into all of the details about what happened with his death and everything, but that really shook me that, that, I mean, that did something to me on the inside. And I, I was mad for a period because I felt like you are making a confession that you lived a very reckless life. Now you're confessing your sins that you lived a reckless life. If I knew that I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. He had no idea. He was, he, he, he was going, he, 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 <laughs> that's my father. So I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to just leave it there. That's my, he's still my hero. That's still my hero because he, he taught me a great work ethic. And I'm just going to leave it there. But I just want to leave the thought, tomorrow's not promised to no man. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Life is a vapor, and we have to understand that uh, 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 um, that if you die in your iniquity, that you're going, you know, none of your good is, will ever be mentioned. I don't care who you are or what you've done. The only pass you get is that when you die, if you've done righteously, then your sins will be remitted from you. 
They're in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be mentioned ever again, because you have done right with the Lord. Let me move on. How have we become so polluted? Because of sin, because of Adam, the sin of Adam. But there, and I don't have time to read it, but if you go to Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 29, and I'm paraphrasing the verse. I'm paraphrasing the verse. Um, he says, the Lord, the, 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 the writer says, the Lord has made us upright, but we have, the, uh, but we have leaned on our devices, strange inventions. The Lord made us upright. But we yielded and we leaned on our strange devices. That's Ecclesiastes 7 and 23. Um, okay. Why do we allow color to keep us from the Savior? Ah, this is a good one. So when we see the word of the Lord and there's a certain group of people who cannot follow this word because they view it and see it as a white man's gospel. The truth of the matter is, and I think I saw somebody here say something about um, the Suez Canal. <laughs> and I don't have time to really go into that, but you, 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 you on, you on, you on target, you on target with, with, with that. And what I want to say about that is very simply None of these, none of these images that you see really should exist at all. A black Jesus, a white Jesus, a Chinese Jesus. In fact, the word of the Lord tells us no man has seen God at no time. Except for those who touched him and handled him and those who lived in that day. You don't know what he looked like. When, 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 when. Understand that Paul told us that when he passed, that that when he went on, that there will come ravenous beasts or ravenous wolves, rather, that would that 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 would change, that would try and change the gospel, that will come and preach another gospel. And so we see some fulfillment of that when what 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 you should what you should do is study the study all the things that have that happened at the Council of Nicaea. The Council of Nicaea in 325, where that council came together and changed everything that was understood previously about this gospel for a few reasons. Number one, most importantly, they did not want to worship on the same day as the Israelites or the Hebrews. They didn't want to, the, the Sabbath was Saturday. Or, yeah, this, yes, the Sabbath was the sixth day. And they changed, and not only that, when that council was over, a law was written to forbid anyone to worship on the sixth day. In fact, 
and what, 327, 328, somewhere in there. If you were caught worshiping on the sixth day, you were put to death. But they changed everything about the gospel. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't matter what color the Savior was at that time. And the reason is, when John in Revelations, and um, uh, uh, where he says, in Revelations chapter 7, he said, let me, uh, matter of fact, let me go over here. Let me read this. Revelations chapter 7. He said that he saw a number that no man can number. All kindreds of the earth were saved. And we're sitting up here worrying about what color a man is on the wall and only certain folk can, uh, okay, watch this. Chapter 7, verse 9 and 10. After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man can number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne unto the lamb all kindreds and tongues and nations that includes black and white yellow I, I, I don't care what your ethnicity is your ethnicity doesn't save you because there is sin in your ethnicity you have to be regenerated I have some questions here that I have not been able to really get to and I'm going to, you know what, I might have to do a part two. And I will, I'll do a part two. But this is what I want you to do. I want you, if you have any questions that you want me to tackle, that you want me to address, any challenges that you want me to, to look at, email them. Email them to me here at straighttruthradio at yahoo.com. That's straighttruthradio at yahoo.com. And as we go, I just want to, I just want to remind you, and listen, hold on to him that is able to keep you from failing and from falling. Remember, we are not sinless. We have the capacity to sin. But we sin less because of him who became sin for us. Again, this is episode 91. We're on our way to our 100th episode. And we haven't decided what we're going to do and how we're going to do. But we're going to be glad for it because of the work the Lord has done. Listen, God bless you. We will see you next week. Until then, stay safe. Walk right. Be loyal to Christ and Him alone.